another hand for the Bodie players. We also are celebrating uh, uh, our, the uh, passing of the oral panels for our practitioner students. So we celebrate them today. And starting between now and their graduation ceremony or the receiving of their license in September, they must complete 10 practice spiritual counseling sessions. And this is where we ask you, the Bodhi's community, to support them and help them. Downstairs in the fellowship hall, you can sign up to work with one or more of the uh, spiritual counselors. Um, and it's at a very, very low rate of $30, which actually supports their graduation process and the completion of some of the things they need to do. Um, and you get to experience an amazing spiritual counseling session from our newest. So please consider doing that. So last week, I loved talking about spiritual law number one, law of pure potentiality. I loved it. I thought I hit a home run, don't you? Right. I don't hit them all the time. I'm okay with that. But last week was a blast. I so loved it. I felt like the law of pure potentiality like just swooped in and like a rocket, and I just got on it and went to the moon with it. And I just so enjoyed the talk. So this week... I moved into law number two with that same excitement. But law number two, the law of giving, sort of came in like a sad walrus. And he sort of flopped into my house. I know. And he said, okay, let's talk about this again. So I said, hey, Mr. Walrus. It's odd to have a cartoon walrus appear in your home, by the way, but I went with it. And I said, why so sluggish? Why so depressed? And Mr. Walrus said, nobody wants to talk about giving. I'm the one that everyone wants to ignore. Or if they talk about me, they just end up feeling guilty and bad. So then they feel crappy and everybody feels crappy. And I end up being misunderstood, misinterpreted, and usually not put to use in a way that would actually make a difference. And believe me, I can make a difference. People feel afraid to hear about giving because it triggers our shame, it triggers our guilt, it triggers our justification, it triggers our defensiveness. And the problem with being triggered is that when we're triggered, as you know in your own personal life, you become unable to hear, to receive the deeper gift. The reception of any truth depends upon the attitude that one has toward it. The reception of any truth, which should be appearing on this screen as soon as the sad walrus goes away. There we go. The reception of any truth depends upon the attitude that one has towards it. So this is an important moment. I invite you to have an attitude of openness, to hear the message that's here for you, for all of us. Because giving is one of our spiritual practices. So we need to keep talking about it. We need to keep bringing it forward so that it continues to take us deeper into our own spirituality. You want to be spiritually successful, yes? Yes. The law of giving is necessary to get you there. And if you are not giving, I would say that you haven't even begun your spiritual path. You haven't actually entered the game. If you are still in the contraction of waiting for everyone else to give, if you are still in the withholding 
of whatever it is, your energy, your time, your attention, your resources, if you are still in contraction and fear, you have not fully entered the game of your spiritual unfoldment because giving is one of the spiritual laws that must be activated within your life so that you can expand and experience great success in your life. Now, someone said to me this week, and I love this. I love that it came to me on Tuesday so I could think about it. They said to me, well, there's lots of millionaires and billionaires that don't give. And I've heard that before. You know, they just hoard and hoard and hoard, and they have more and more and more. So the law of giving isn't absolute. So I was really with them. I thanked them for, for saying that because I had heard that before. And there are a couple of thoughts I had about that. The one is, it's not my business. My business is my business, and my business is to grow spiritually. My business is to become spiritual, and I believe that that is your business. If you're not here to become spiritual and just rich, well, then go study under the people who just became rich. But our goal is to awaken to the godness of our being, and inside the godness of our being, inside our wholeness, we welcome success so that we can shift the paradigm, the old paradigm that exists on our planet is spirituality here, business and success and sex over here, right? But in the wholeness of our being, those can coexist, and that is the joy we're seeking. We are seeking to become that place where we are successful, we are prosperous, we are free, we are healthy and wealthy, and we are deepening in our relationship with God, revealing more and more and more day to day within ourselves and within our lives and the lives around us this thing called oneness, which means we are interconnected to all of life. So giving is necessary. It is absolutely necessary. For a lot of people, it's a move in consciousness from where is mine? Where is mine? And we all get stuck in where is mine in different areas. So take a moment and just find where is your where is mine? Maybe it's around love. Maybe it's around money. Maybe it's around health. Maybe it's around attention and recognition. There's, there's sometimes where is minds, like we have sometimes little bits of it, but sometimes we have a pocket where we really get bowled over with the where is mine. When we're trapped in that where is mine, that is a contracting consciousness. And the spiritual direction when you are in where is mine is to give, to activate the law of giving. Now, that's so counter intuitive to what you're thinking and to what you're feeling. It doesn't even make sense. If I am desperately wanting love, feel like I don't have any love, where's mine, where's mine, and you're saying give love, that doesn't add up to the mind and to the body that feels so starving for it. How can I give when I don't even have? That's what the mind says. That's what the contraction says. But the law says give, give. Give whatever, because the law says give because it wants to put you inside the flow. When we are afraid, when we contract, when we say, where is mine? We pull ourselves out of the flow of life. And that's all that's occurring in any area. In any area where you're feeling contraction, you're just somehow not experiencing the flow. Some of it you came in with, so some of it feels really deep and big, or it's, it's family-based, it's ancestor-based, it's society-based. So some of them can really really feel like it's your Achilles heel in this lifetime. But it's also, when, they, when you're in the, one of those, it's also your greatest place to know God. It is your greatest place to surrender all of it 
and just start giving. Giving a little bit, whenever you can, as you can. That is the goal. The new consciousness, the new consciousness that you really start to get into is that nothing is really mine anyway. When you really move from where is mine, where is mine, where is mine, to nothing's mine, nothing's mine. Oh, the freedom and nothing's mine. Suddenly, things start to flow because your clutches, your your holding on relaxes. And you start to release, and you start to let life flow through you. And you realize that life is always flowing. So to the extent that you're holding on anywhere, you've got those blockages, like they said in the reading, like the blood. When it stops flowing, it clots. It's so logical in the body. And we reference our body so much because we can look to it for our teaching. Where there is a clot, there is blockage. Where there is blockage, there is no life. Where there's no life, you're in big trouble. And that is the same is true in the spiritual energy of life. That wherever there's blockage, flow is wanting to occur. When you release a clot in the body, what happens? Flow begins. Life moves and you're feeling better. That's what we want, the same thing in the spiritual realms of your life and therefore the the other pockets of your experience of life. When you release the block, flow begins. And the way to release the block is through this magnificent law of giving. There's a quote from Proverbs, and it says, There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. So there's one who scatters and yet increases all the more, and there's one who withholds what is justly due. Justly due. That one made me a little angry. That one got that, like, obligation thing. Don't tell me something's due. It had that, like, I must do something, and you know we hate that. We hate to be told what to do. We hate to to have that. But I've always got to bring myself underneath that, breathe myself down into the right understanding of the word obedience. To be obedient means to be in the flow of my good, to be obedient to higher laws, to be obedient to what is working. To obey means to flow with the laws that work. And justly do for me simply says, I am a part of life. And life is due a part of me. There is a giving and receiving. And life is justly due my talents, my tre- sharing of my treasure, sharing of my being, the sharing of my love. The world deserves that and the world is due that because I'm here. That is the same for you. The world is justly due you. And that which you bring to the world, it is do it. Not only is it do it, it truly needs it, I believe. And that's, you know, really, take a breath on that one. The world needs you. The world is waiting for your gifts, at least for the little piece that will move forward because of you, because you're here. It's justly due. And yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. It's so clear. It's so clear when we read those words. So what happens to us when we don't get it? Because that's what's important. This is great, sitting here on Sunday, and we're all, yes, yes, yes. But what happens Tuesday night when, you know, the, the you-know-what hits the fan, 
And suddenly you're in by yourself in your home. And suddenly all these wise words that I'm spewing aren't quite with you. And you're probably a little angry at me for whatever reason, but you don't quite know why. But you're just in this spin. That's what's important. That place. That's the place that I'm interested in. And as I was praying around that and being with it this week, what I got to was simply this is where we don't trust God. This is where we don't believe God is my source. And you know what I do when I don't believe God is my source? Thank you very much, God. I'll take the wheel. I got it from here. I got it. That's what I do when I don't believe God is my source. I think you do the same thing because I think you're just as crazy and goofy as me. You do the same thing. We take control. Our best taking of control got us into our pain and our pockets of fear. That's what it does. We might move forward a step or two, but I'm talking about a true letting go and letting God where you are fearless, where you are free of suffering, where you are in the flow of so much good that that there's there's never a point to worry. Those are our our, um, signposts. Worry, fear, complaining. Making other people wrong. These are the signs that say, I don't trust God. And when we don't trust God and we get afraid, then we start to contract. Giving, giving causes us to experience God. That's what giving does. It causes us to experience this thing called God because God's nature is to give. All that is gave of itself through creation and caused this three-dimensional fabulous experience. That's what God does. God gives of itself. We are that. You're not some extension of God going, hey, thanks, dude. I'm here for the ride. You are that which gave itself to form. You are the very thing. So you must, to know yourself as the very thing, do what the very thing does. And the very thing gives. It gives generously. It gives without keeping score. It gives without worrying who's getting it. It gives without assessing the receiver, thinking that the receiver is unworthy, therefore they should not get mine. It gives because it is its nature and because all it knows is itself. All that one gives to is oneself because there's one here. The other problem with giving is our ability to receive. If you cannot receive, you cannot truly give. Your giving is messed up if you're not receiving. Because if you don't have an inflow, then your outflow empties you out. And that's what happens to us many times. Like, we just got to out the fact that, you know, we give and we give and we give, but we're not receiving. So we give, we get depleted, and then we're, we just feel bad. We feel wrong. We feel like we've been used. We feel like we've been abused. But we, we didn't take care of ourselves, and we didn't allow ourselves to receive the support that we need. It's such an important component here at the Bodhi Spiritual Center. We have what's called a care structure. And through the care structure flows what we call outrageous care throughout our leadership to the members of our teams. And I will tell you firsthand, sitting at the top of this care structure, there are a lot of people that cannot receive. You people are beautiful, wonderful, generous, cute, adorable, smart people. You absolutely are. And when it comes time to be vulnerable and receive, y'all look like a bunch of chickens running scared. Just running for the door, running for the exit, running for whatever you can run for. That vulnerability 
When you can turn around and breathe into that and let yourself be loved, let yourself be seen, let yourself receive whatever it is that you need, I'm telling you, you will suddenly be sourced and you'll suddenly be able to give in a way that feels nourishing and nurturing because the inflow and the outflow will begin to balance themselves. And balance is important. You need to discover that for yourself. It's inherent within you. We need to learn our yeses and our noes. If our yes is out of whack, our no is out of whack, and your no doesn't mean no, and your yes doesn't mean yes, and everything's screwy, right? I was talking to uh, Kim, Kim about this the other day, and I said, you know, when someone says yes, and they really need no, it kind of messes up the thing for a little while. She goes, oh, no, not for a little while. They say yes when they need no, and then they try to do the project for two months, three months, four months, then they're mad, then they're angry, then eight months later, they're gone, and we never see them again. That's what a yes which means no does. Everyone gets hurt. Everyone gets hurt. So as a community, as individuals, I think we're maturing together, don't you? We're maturing into finding our right yes and our right no and, and, and practicing where to use those and asking for support because very often when you're asked to give anywhere in your life, a part of you may go, oh my God, I have to. Oh my God, if I say no, they'll die. I mean, that's what the ego does. The ego says, if I say no, the world's going to blow up. And so already you're out of whack. So, so if we can grow, if we can mature into balancing our yeses and our noes, if you can allow yourself to receive, and if you can practice really getting in touch with where you don't believe God is your source and start to heal those pockets, giving will become a joy. And as Michael Bernard Beckwith's quote says, we give so that we can live. We got to start giving so that life will begin flowing again. But then you cross that invisible line and you start living to give. And that's the spiritual world. That's spirituality. Living to give. Giving. I love when Ayanla Van Zandt walked down the aisle say, with that song, I give myself away so that love can use me. I give myself away because you go, oh my God, the more I give, the more I feel love. But it's balanced. You're cared for. Everything's right and true for you. It's not martyrdom. We're not looking for martyrs. We're not looking for victims. We're looking for the genuine gifts that the spiritual law of giving brings. Are you with me? Give me a, give me a hand. <laughs> Sometimes you got to ask for it. <laughs> So I want to pass to one of the, our best teachers here at Bodhi Spiritual Center. It used to be me, but she is now the reigning queen. Um, one, of our, one of our practices of giving is tithing. It's a spiritual practice. And Kim is the teacher of tithing here at Bodhi Spiritual Center. She's our prosperity teacher. And I said, hey, Kim, who loves to talk about tithing, I said, give them five or ten minutes of how it sets you on fire so that you can feel the gifts. Because she has moved through here Day one, you were not a tither. I mean, she's had, she's had the journey that we're all taking. So, Kim. Hey. All right. <laughs> so uh, we talked. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in the, uh, teaching the Prosperity Reboot course right now. And um, so if you've taken our Prosperity Boot Camp course or for T's, you can be in this class. And we've talked about tithing a couple times in the beginning, and i am kind of got this attitude of, well, these people have already taken the course. They're graduates. I don't need to discuss this. And I'm like, yes, I do. We need to talk about this every time in class. 
every time until we can begin to not go, oh, tithing, I don't want to talk about that. We still don't want to talk about it totally, but I like to. And no, I was not a tither, um, and I struggled with tithing for a while. Um, I love it now, um, and I just continue to change my relationship to tithing. So I'll tell you what I've gotten recently, um, which was, um, first of all, there are three areas that Stretton Smith, a master teacher of prosperity, teaches, and we tithe our time, our talent, and our treasure. That went confused. I was confused about that alone. What's your time and what's your talent? I don't get what this, and that same thing. No. Here's the beautiful part about tithing your time. Best part, it means you give back to yourself. You don't tithe your time away. You tithe your time to yourself. It is the time you give to yourself to be, in a, to be silent, commune with nature, and feel good. That was our homework last week. This is how you tithe your time. Right now, everyone here, take in a deep breath because you are tithing your time to yourself. Tithing is where you're spiritually fed. You tithe, you give to where you're spiritually fed. Here, right now, this place is feeding you. And we're all here, we're all receiving. So you're tithing your time. So check that one off your list right now. I didn't know I had that one. That was easy. I'm tithing. Uh, so, and that's, that goes for everything. What's, this doesn't mean I have to sit in meditation every day. This means, you know what? Today I'm going for a walk. Today um, I'm, I'm going to call some of my prayer partners today, and I'm going to commit to this time to be, uh, to be in communion with others, this, uh, with, uh, to be fed, to make sure that you're being fed. Sometimes we're too tired to do something, And then it's like, you know what? All you need to do is show up and just receive. You don't have to do anything right now. Just receive. So that's your tithing of your time. Your talent is your gifts. This is where the volunteering piece comes in, what we call here our seva or our sacred service. This one gets tricky because we go, well, uh, I I give, but then I don't want to give anymore my time. I give, and then I get crusty, and I get like you know, angry, and I don't know, and this is what happened. Let me, let me tell you about tithing your talent. It's effortless. It's your talent. It's not tithe your suffering, right? It's tithe your talent. So this, this uh, winter, we started in Prosperity Boot Camp, and I'm lucky. I've been a, um, an employee of, of Bodhi in some way. I've been a paid employee in many ways since its inception, um, and so in the music ministry, sometimes I'm paid for what I do here. And I'm just being real with you all. I'm, I'm telling you what, what it is for me. So, uh, so I get paid sometimes. And, it, and of course, I teach here, and I'm compensated for that. And I got clear in February when boot camp started, and I said, my, you know, where am I tithing my talent? Because I'm singing up here, and this is my talent but I'm not, but I'm getting paid for that sometimes, a stipend. And um, I kind of realized I didn't have an area that I was fully serving in that wasn't co- being compensated back financially. And I got really clear on it, and my, my divine just went, it's your music. Because we can all agree, and I say this as humbly as I, as I can, we can all agree that when I'm singing up here, it's effortless, right? Right. 
This is where I give. There is no struggle. This is a pain-free sacred service. Your sacred service needs to be pain-free. The old way of I got to come in and I got to suffer in order to give, my giving needs to hurt a little bit so that I know it's worth it and that it's real giving. Forget that. That's old, that's old guilt stuff. Find out what your talent is. Find out where you're effortless. Where do I walk in my effort-free zone? That's where I want to give. That's where I, and I guarantee this center has a place for your talent. And maybe you just go, you know what, this is when I just, I just want to, like, connect. This is my time. I don't get these kind of relationships in my, in my life out there. And so you tithe in the office. I see Bruce out here tithing every single Thursday. He's in the office doing something or working on the yard or doing something. I see people. I see you. And I thank you whenever I see you in the office. I do. I see you and I go, thanks for volunteering. I don't know what you're doing half the time, but I appreciate it. It's your service. So are we clear that it's a pain-free experience to tithe? If If you're feeling pain or suffering in your giving of your talent, you're not in your talent. You're not in that place. Find the place for you. Spend time. Ask your divine. Ask. Where is it? Because that's what I had to do. I had to, I had to ask. And I was surprised when I got It's the Music. Because I thought, but this is what I went to school for. This is what I graduated in. Actually, no, I didn't graduate. I always say that. I, 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 got, I, I went out. I stopped. But I got what I needed from, from the music school. So, thank you. So, um... So I was surprised when I got the hit that I was supposed to give of my music here. So much so that I I wanted to call Randy right away before I changed my mind. I was like, quick, quick, get me down on this. And then I said, no, 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 be with it for a few days. And then I really knew. And I also told him, I want to check in with you after class, make sure I'm still in this energy. And I keep checking in with myself. And I'll tell you what, because I'm in service with my music, I get to... When, I, when it doesn't feel right, I check in. And if there's something that doesn't feel right or I feel like I'm not being honored or my time isn't being honored or something, I, I will check in with Randy and go, let me tell you where I love serving and let me tell you how I have no interest. And I just, and we're in communion. It's beautiful. So that's your talent. We, we got that one. We got it. It's in there. Treasure, your treasure. This is your money. This is your money. I say, sex and money. Two places where we go, we're just going to keep God out of that little spot. This is where it needs to come in. So money, funny enough, that was the easiest one for me. One-tenth. Tithing is one-tenth of your time, one-tenth of your talent, one-tenth of your treasure. It's one-tenth. So when I finally agreed to tithe financially, it was easy anything's divisible by that one zero. Like, that was just easy. Just take a dollar zero off, and I know my amount there. So it was easy for me, but um, I fell in and out and, and did those kinds of things. So I just want to tell you on this money piece, most of us try it, and then we stop. And I had this, this uh, information come through me last night as, as um, I thought, so what am I talking about <laughs> today? I don't know. I forget what we talk about in class. So what came to me was <clears throat> we 
often think that we're not satisfied, that we have all this lack, that um, we're never, uh, never, there's never enough. I'll be happy when I have this much. But then when you get there, you go, but it's not enough. And we're always wanting more. I'm going to flip that around because I'm all about letting myself off the hook. I am so done punishing and suffering. I'm expanding. The universe is expanding. We are all expanding. Therefore, we always are going to want more. We're always going to want it. We're going to get here, and we're going to go more, 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 because it's in our nature, because we are expanding, just like the universe. That doesn't have to mean, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I need more because I don't have enough. It's just acknowledge that we're expanding individuals. And so what happens is, is we contain it. It's all right here. It's in here. And then we go, okay, fine, I'm going to try this tithing thing. And we start to give a little, give a little. And then there's actually a void that occurs. You give something, and this void occurs. This void happens because there's been a releasing of what you have. And by law, the universe must fill this void and so in comes this, this more because you've given and created more space, and so you open up some more. And then because you're open and you have more, you give more, and there's a void, and it just continues to unfold. And what I'm saying this for is we give, and we get to that third month. I'm thinking it's right around 90 days. And something happens, and the void shows up. And all of a sudden, we go, holy this isn't working because now I'm not having enough and we contract. That is when you need to add the weights, add the pounds onto the exercise program. <clears throat> this is where you build. You really start to add the muscle. You must tithe through that. You must tithe through that and allow the universe to fill the void. Does this make sense? Okay, because for me, like, law-wise, it so makes sense. We are constantly expanding. So give from that expansion and allow the void to be filled. The universe must fill it. There's nothing that sits in this emptiness. It is all expanding, and we are. The last thing, and I don't know how much time I got left. One, wrap it up. <clears throat> Your personal relationship. This is what I'm going to say. Your personal relationship to tithing. We worked on it in deepening. We worked on a relationship to God. Now get a personal relationship to tithing. Your finances, and that's what I'm talking about. Give to where you're spiritually fed. Right now, it's here, today. You give to where you're spiritually fed. In turn, this center feeds you, and you are supported in your vision, in your life, in your prayer work. You are supported by this center, and everybody here and therefore, that's the personal relationship that Mark talked about. When you're tithing, crazy enough, it comes back around to you. You give, the center gives back to you. You go out and you live your vision, which is supported by this spiritual center. And everybody in it, and your prayer partners and your teachers and your classmates. That's your personal relationship. Think about this time. I'm going to give my money, and energetically, I'm giving it to the band today not to the toilet paper. I'm giving it to the minister today energetically. Think about your personal relationship with it. Yes? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Kim Revere. 
All right, everybody, let's turn within for some prayer. A lot of great information, a lot of good downloading. Take a deep breath, receive, receive. You created this message point for yourself. And in this openness, we move into prayer.